0: Welcome to the Why We Try podcast Have you ever tried something you thought you would never do But ended up doing it anyway? That was me I'm Caroline Gardner, a stay-at-home mom of three Who thought I would never try something like a triathlon Until I did, and everything changed This is a show about people who dared to try something They thought they would never do Until they did So let's go find out Why We Try. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Why We Try podcast. I'm your host, Caroline. Tonight we are heading up to, um, I'm I'm afraid to say that it's cold because I'm here in Miami and it's like 50 something, but where we're going is really cold. Uh, We're heading up to Canada with um, Oscar Costa, who is a tech engineer, um, entrepreneur and a triathlete at heart. Hi, Oscar. How are you tonight?
1: Uh, Pretty good. Thank you very much, uh, Caroline. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Um, Well, I'm honored to have you on on my show, really. And um, did you bring a drink, a favorite beverage of yours with you tonight?
1: Absolutely, I did. I brought a glass of red wine. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one is a Spanish wine. Ah, delicious. It's really, it's uh, it's strong. It has body. It has... uh, it, it, it has a, um, a bouquet of uh, a little bit of flowers but also red fruits uh, mm. like cranberries a little bit of uh, of, of uh, cherries mm. and I like them with a, comp- a a little bit complex it's a crianza grape and mm. it's called celeste it's really really good I, I like it I personally like it very much
0: oh awesome well cheers I'm joining you with um I'm joining you with a hot beverage it's a' uh, some tea with rum <laughs> hot tea with a little bit of rum it goes with the times yeah it's um it's actually really good um i i had another guest that was on he recommended um for me to check out so celestial teas that were made out that are i didn't realize they were made in colorado and this one was like a vanilla chamomile and i had rum and they go together really well <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it, I know. Well, right now, at this stage, I can tell you that uh, we are living very strange times. And <laughs> something that I, I, here in Canada, there's centralized uh, provincial government and federal government control the sale of alcohol.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yes. Uh, so here in, in Quebec, we have uh, the SAQ. That's called the Société d'alcool de Québec. Mm-hmm. That's the Quebec Alcohol, so- uh, Alcohol Society, and it's uh, it, it's a centralized uh, organ of the government mm. because they they control quality and they have their metrics. And they were saying that during the pandemic, consumption skyrocketed to Christmas and, and and New Year's levels. Oh
0: my gosh! Isn't that that is? is I believe it. Um... Yep. And, and it's unfortunate really. I mean, it's good to enjoy something, but, uh, day in and day out, obviously is going to take its toll on our body. So we have to yep. respect it and, and, and have those limitations. Oscar, um, I really yep. am excited for you to be on the show to share with us. You have vast, uh, experience and years with triathlon and it oh. start. you're starting the story. I, please tell us where you started with triathlon, please.
1: Well, that was back in the 1990s, 1991. I was not originally a triathlete, not even a cyclist. During my teens, I was a competitive swimmer. Mm -hmm. I I represented my high school uh, during junior and senior years. I was the captain of the team. And then later, I took to rowing. Why? Because my father was an Olympic rower. And he rode for Mexico in the Olympics of 1968. So I got into between years that I had to do the same. Mm-hmm. So
2: during the 1990,
1: 1990s, uh, 1991, 1992, before 1992, two years before, I had already been rowing for about two to three years, and my objective with other three guys was to get into the um, to the Olympics. Uh, the way we were going to qualify during 1991 during the pan americans we were supposed to go to that and uh, to that trial if we would have uh, qualified we would have had our ticket punched for mm-hmm. 1992 we we were only about something like 10 seconds uh short of it
2: oh and for
1: 10 seconds is nothing
2: that is we nice. were yeah, we
1: were heart, heartbroken, completely heartbroken.
2: 1991.
1: God. So we did. Uh, one of the guys uh, in his family, some people had already started doing triathlon in 1990s. It was kind of the birth. 1980s, 1990s, and uh, he he told us, "Okay, guys, uh, you know we didn't make it. How about we do something different?" Mm-hmm. We said, "Okay, what do you mean? Let's do a triathlon." We had no <laughs> idea what. <it> was. <laughs> And, 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 he said, uh, and he said, well, that's swim, and then you cycle, and then you run. And we said, well, this is rowing. He we said, well, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because uh, we're going to go to the northern part of, uh, of Mexico, of Mexico City. It's about mm-hmm. a couple of hours ago, the, the distance from Mexico City.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lake, but there's uh, right now uh, blue algae contamination, so nobody can swim and they're changing the swimming leg, they're changing it for rowing. Ah. Olympic distance is 2,000 meters. This one, they were shortening it uh, 1,500 meters. That's, a, that's about 940, uh, um, 1.94 miles. Mm. And we thought, we were very cocky. Why? Because we were Olympian. Well, yes, and, uh, of course. <laughs> We thought that we were, and we were young, youth and, and, and feeling strong and everything gives you a lot of uh, hubris,
2: mm-hmm.
1: to, say, to say it's it true. Though. That's so true. So what we did, we arrived with our high-end boat because the other teams, uh, they, they borrowed boats everywhere. We arrived with our Olympic or Pan-American level boat and we jumped. The competition started and to our surprise, everybody was taking it easy. And we said, what the hell? This is Olympic, of Olympic broke. And we finished way ahead of everybody, but we finished burnt. Mm. As you usually do when you finish at 2,000 meters, you are completely spent.
2: Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know how to manage 2,000 meters. You do not know how to manage then 80k bike and then 20k running. No. So we finished and we came out and we were like, "Okay, let's go cycling." And then when we were cycling, because it's a little bit, uh, they're rolling uh, hills around this uh, this lake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at the in the middle it started to get almost impossible. And already people started to pass us one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. And we were just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> we, we, like,
0: we, we, we were like this close to being on Olympic team. Why are they passing us?
1: <laughs> exactly. And then you, your heart start to break. Yeah. Why? Because I'm not anywhere near mm-hmm. where I should be. And yeah. then when we were almost at the end, we were in the middle of the pack, even a little bit uh, behind. And some of the guys said, you know what? And they were so heartbroken, so disappointed that they dropped out. Mm. And the the guy that invited us, this guy told me, come on, let's go for uh, for the run. And I told him, but we're way back. He said, well, let's just finish this.
0: Mm. Yeah, just finish it.
1: Yeah, and and I was almost dragging myself uh, I was I ran certain uh, certain stretches that were flat I ran them I walked the hill <laughs> and I walked back down <laughs> um I I'm not ashamed to say I I no yeah. so shame to say that three times I threw up
0: wow you were three totally times. spent off of that off of that row and then going onto the bike. Yeah. You had never experienced that before. I mean, what, and what kind of, were you clipping? You weren't clipping in on the bikes. They were regular.
1: No, they were steel, steel bikes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Later, later I got myself an aluminum one when they started. Right. But the one that I had was steel, steel pipes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The brakes and and (laughs) the wheels were so heavy. My God! And I remember <laughs> I'm trying. There was nothing. There was no titi, the TT the TT no. handle. Forget about it. No. No. And they, they gave us this very uh, that I found at the time I found ridiculous because they were almost like a brass for men. You know.
0: Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the 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 bibs, the bibs.
2: The the bibs, bibs yeah. They were.
0: <laughs> So it wasn't, I mean, you were so probably heartbroken, but like frustrated.
2: The
1: whole entire thing. At the end, I was just like, as I was telling Angela, I was just
0: like, what the hell did I do? (laughs) What's this? But but what happened? Because you had explained to me before that something, something did happen, even though you puked and even though it was like, you know, you were in the back. But something, you had said something happened that you were.
1: During the race, at the, uh, when we were running and people passing us, they were patting my back and they were patting my mates back. And they were telling us, come on, guys. Come wow. on, let's finish this. We know you can do it. Wow. Even a, a group of like four or five people that evidently they were fresh, but they were much mm-hmm. slower, but they were very, very constant. It's something that you develop with triathlon. Yeah. You developed that pace. Yeah. And they stood and they stayed with us like 10-15 minutes. Wow. And they told, come on,
0: come on. And I'm sure I, 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 at, at, before you hadn't really experienced that in your in your in your years of, of dedication to try to going towards the Olympics. I mean, I can only imagine it was push, 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 go, go, go.
1: It was crazy because we were training. Uh, from five in the morning to about two or three in the afternoon. And then uh, all my classes uh, for the university, I pushed them to the, towards the evening. So I was finishing my days at about nine mm. and I was crashing and then waking up at four, going to the Olympic track mm. to row really early in the morning. And by Saturday night, I was completely destroyed.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. But, I thought that I was super, uh, I, that I was super fit. Yeah. Then I realized that there was, there were so many layers that I needed to overcome. And then meeting this, this kind of group.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, first, when you're rowing, you are, you become really close to your crew and you see the other crews as competition and you are very gentlemanly. You have a very educated, very uh, respectful relationship, but you don't have a brotherhood. Yeah, mm. mm. you row and then you get together with other rowers and you joke and everything, but it's, it doesn't have this feeling.
0: Yeah, it wasn't real, and, a real community. Yeah, and one of the things
1: that I was uh, completely um, taken, uh, taken aback is the loudest cheer was for the people that ended at the end in our race wow. because there were the of the all the triathletes that finished on the on yeah. the percent they were they were there and they were cheering on the people that were finishing of course because they
0: want you to finish yeah and it doesn't matter where you are at you know it, it, it we all recognize within one another the energy and everything that devotion that goes into getting there so when it's you pers- see someone struggling, I'm so happy that that you experienced that even on the first one. And it's interesting to yeah. hear that this has gone on for so long within the sport because that's what I experience and that's what I've experienced even especially recently. And yeah. I'm, I'm blown away by it. It's really remarkable.
1: It's personal. And one of the things that I like the most is that most triathletes do not go to hotels. They they, they do not go for, for the luxury. They go for homestays. And that's the opportunity of connecting mm-hmm. even deeper with other triathletes. Yeah, and absolutely. they know each other and you start to get to know a lot of people from different walks of life. And then when you start training, you tell, you tell them, oh, come on, let's go for a jog. Let's go for a warm-up. And then you go, you take your warm-up, then you go for a spin. And it's pretty much like a brother-sisterhood
2: mm-hmm. in
1: which everybody is pushing everybody. It really is. It I miss really that. <laughs> I really miss that. Yeah. Because let me tell you that I started to become really good. So so
0: what, what happened? So you, so this fire ignited within you and then you, you, you took off after it. And so tell us what, what, what happened?
1: I wanted more. Wow. So my second triathlon went way better. Why? Because uh, when I, when I was a competitive swimmer, I was pretty much like middle long distance. And I was pretty good. So when I had to jump into the water, I knew how to gauge me much better mm. than when I was a rower. Because when you're a rower, it's intensity. Mm. And keep that intensity and you make it climb like crazy. Mm. When I used to jump into the water, it was just hitting that barrier that everybody hits, that mm. kind of a wall. Because it comes to a point in which uh, your uh, aerobic Exchange the gas. Exchange becomes tense, and then you break it, Mm. and then you establish your your pace, and you start boom, 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 one after the other, one after the other, and I became really good, very very proficient, and I enjoyed it. Mm. Then jumping out, and uh, my father also he loved uh, cycling. He was the one I was riding first his bike, Mm. and then. He saw the talent and he got me another bike. And this bike was aluminum.
0: Oh, <laughs> What was that like for you? Was that like such a, a wonderful, glorious ride?
1: <laughs> from uh, from riding, um, let's say a ton of bricks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it was back in the day, uh, you, only the, the paths started, mm-hmm. but there were not high-tech uh pads like right now that
0: you have yes that i have sitting behind me (laughs) that is a beauty oh yes we're talking about the 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 shiv this is this is this is my baby this is my my black stallion behind me i am i adore this this vessel right here is a beautiful machine um but tell me i mean so so Going from that to, to an aluminum was an amazing transition for you. And it was beautiful, love, right?
1: Yeah. The only problem that I had then later were the running shoes and, mm. and, and running technology. Why? Because Nike started with the 3X. But the 3X was something heavy. Mm. And it didn't help. And I didn't have, regretfully during those years, I didn't have a coach, a proper coach that taught me how to run.
0: Oh, wow. So, So you were doing this on your own? I was doing this on my own. I leveraged a
1: little bit with with my Olympic coach.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, He knew conditioning and everything, but then I started doing it on my own. Started push, 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 because back in the day, and especially in Mexico, it was pretty primitive. Yeah. You went to places on the beach, very primitive, Mm -hmm. but really not.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But of course, not not like the way that we deal with races now and and, and, and oh. even just our training. Like it's, yeah. So you would just go out, show up and go. I'll
1: get to that. The thing is that it was a, a full change and I started to accelerate and I started to feel stronger. And I, as, as I was telling my father, because I lost uh, volume, mm-hmm. I I completely lost volume from being like this because I had to go to the gym I had to mm-hmm. lift weight and I realized that if I kept on doing that my muscular mass would increase and I would have to feed those muscles and I was slow mm-hmm. when I was running yeah so I I started to change my diet and back in the day I remember before any race it was pizza it was pasta <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Our good meals. stuff <laughs> Yes, carving up.
1: Yes, uh, and I became really good, and I was hitting top twenty, top twenty-five. I mm-hmm. was looking into becoming. I I started thinking I can I, I, can, I can do this. this. Wow, make a living, but regretfully, and 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 I, and I was studying at the same time.
0: Wow,
1: regretfully, one morning I went for my six a.m. run. I remember it was a 5K easy, according to me, but my left knee had already started to bother me, started to bother me, bother me. I remember going into the washroom to take my shower, to prepare everything, hit my, I hit my, uh, my knee, nothing, just a little nick and I ended up on the floor.
0: Oh no. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: I didn't know what it was. I didn't know. So I had to go to the doctor, I didn't go to, to work that day, and they made a, 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 an ultrasound out of my knee, and they told me, well, you have two torn menisks and an elongated uh, ACL, and you need surgery.
0: Oh my gosh, that must have been devastating.
1: It was horrible. Ugh. I must say that it was horrible.
0: How old were you when, when that happened? I was 26. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow, that's devastating, Oscar.
1: I was about to take off.
0: I felt it. I felt how I was taking off. Yeah.
1: And suddenly in the middle of it, I had to reevaluate. I had an an arthroscopy.
2: Wow.
1: They had to fix everything. And and the doctor, uh, he told me, well, you know, he, this was a guy you know in Mexico football, uh, soccer yeah king, and this guy was a really good uh, surgeon, and he told me uh, what I did to your knee right now at least you need to be between five and seven months without doing any effort. and uh. two months you need to be with your leg up, allowing it to heal and so I had a lot of time to think.
0: <laughs> yes, obviously, a lot of time to think, too much time to think. But of course, I mean, what could you do? You you have no choice. When you have no choice, you have no choice. But something tells we- me that, did you did you really take the time that they told you to do it? Did you? No, you didn't. No. I didn't think so, because <laughs> I, I know, well, from majority of, but I'm sure you listened somewhat. Because you can't just come out of a surgery like that without following instructions somewhat. Yeah.
1: So how long did it
0: take before you did something?
1: Uh, It took me, I started moving, not the two months that this guy told me, two and a half months. I started six, seven weeks. Mm. Then I started to do exercise and I started to do a little bit of push-ups. I started to put on a little bit of weight why? Because, well, you yeah. we know, you're eating and you're used to eating in a certain way. And, yeah. And then that's when long I started, yeah, when I started again, it was uh, four months into this. Well, mm-hmm. for an athlete, that's a lot. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. And then I realized that I was not able, my knee was stiff. At certain points, uh, I remember one ways that it it almost locked. So I ended up almost limping at the end of the race. And that's when I said, okay, you know what?
0: You have to pay attention to your body. Yeah. (laughs) Right?
1: I had to to stop. And the doctor took a look and told me, you didn't do what I asked you to do. Mm -hmm. You need to stop right now. He put a brace on on my knee and he told me, he sentenced me, if you remove it, if you take it, and you do not follow my instructions i'm going to have to completely fix your uh, your articulation so i said I hear you <laughs> and that's when i made that decision myself very mindful i said okay i'm going to concentrate on the on my professional side i'm going to put this to rest i'll forget about it
2: but uh,
1: here i am again
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: because of course, I mean, it's within you, it's, it's, it's inside of you. The, the fire is ignited, you know? And so when you went on and you, you pushed into your, your professional side, um, yeah. what was your, your going towards, uh, your engin- engineering background, everything, right?
1: Yes. And I ended up doing a master's degree in Australia in Sydney.
0: Oh. Wow. That's and awesome.
1: I ended up in a, at a university that's an awesome university that has the, uh, the strongest rowing program in the world. One of the strongest, the uh, University of Technology, Sydney. So mm-hmm. I ended up in the senior's <laughs> team.
2: That's what
0: I'm thinking. I'm like, you just you ended up in a place that was just diving in to be around all the things that you... Miss and, and love and so when you went there, I mean, were you able to, to to focus on your studies or did you dip back in a little bit to what you love?
1: Well, I was rowing and then I started running. Again. Mm. Wow. Uh, why did I start uh, rowing? Because it was part of the university. I could take advantage of that. I could go to Botany Bay. I could. Take a Beautiful. skiff, jump into the water, and row. And then I saw the, the, the static bikes there, and I said, okay, let's start this. <laughs> I started nice. doing it. And then from my, uh, from my apartment uh, that's in a, in, in a borough that's called Annandale in Sydney towards UTS, that was exactly four and a half k, four, four and a half kilometers. I was taking the bus as a student. Mm-hmm. And then one day I, I thought, okay, how long would it take me to walk there? I started walking two months later. I was running mm. from my apartment to university studying while well, doing my research, because I did it by research, doing my research, doing everything, staying eight, nine hours. And at night when the sun was not as aggressive as uh, it is in, in Sydney during uh, December January. I returned running from the university to my apartment, took a shower. I didn't know that I was super stinky when I was <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, don't worry. You know, that that that's fine. When we're in our youth, we can do what we we, we want. Really? It doesn't
2: matter. <laughs> Nobody cares.
0: Nobody cares. No. So that so you were going back and forth and before you knew it, you were really conditioning, it sounds like. Yeah. You know, in a way.
1: Five uh, five days a week. And then also I was doing I was rowing uh two to three times a week.
2: Nice.
1: So I I, I, I felt I felt good. I felt good with myself. Then I returned to Mexico. Well, I got married
2: mm-hmm.
1: for my first marriage, and then returned to Mexico. I stayed in Mexico a couple of years and I, I, I didn't find myself because once that you have been living outside, because it's it's not yeah. only uh Australia that I lived, I've lived in the United States. I lived in Albany for a few months. I lived in Boston, in Bangor, because I worked, uh, I had I had the luck of being able to work for General Electric Aircraft Engines. Mm. And also the military division is in Bangor. I was working with those guys too. So I was all over the place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All really, over the place. Really
0: some great biking areas too.
1: Oh my God, it's, <laughs>
0: it, it's awesome. Yeah. Did you, did you tap into that at all and take some, some rides because those areas are really beautiful.
1: And they are, they're really, really great areas for biking and the woods are just amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do. That's one thing I do miss about Northeast is, is first of all, you can be in four hour, five hours into a whole nother state and And then just really open spaces, Um, so beautiful, so beautiful up there. And um, you also were doing some things that you were telling me about um, some research on the side because it always was kind of brewing inside of you, which was really amazing to me.
1: Well, what happened is that after Mexico uh, and I got completely, um, I I I feel caged. I feel completely enclosed. Mm. I shot my uh, my resume to several parts of the world, and surprisingly, from Canada, uh, this uh, this uh, biomedical device manufacturer from Montreal, uh, headhunted me, and they told me, "Well, okay, uh, come here, let's start working." 2008, I mm-hmm. arrived here, started working, working, working. Uh, I have had certain career changes. I ended up being a professor at the university. Then I started doing some design on uh, on pharmaceutical equipment, and on in between I had been swimming, and in, in 2015 precisely I kind of uh, finished uh, my agreement with that pharmaceutical company after four years of working with them. Mm-hmm. And while I was looking for my se- uh, for my next gig, I said, "Okay, what am I gonna do?" Well, I started training. Mm-hmm. seriously you
0: found yourself back into it that's awesome
1: the pool pools here in montreal in canada are free oh wow you just come with your uh, with your resident card they Mm. see where you live and say okay uh these are the pools that you can go to you go to the pool and you can actually start uh, their uh, schedules, uh, the ones for lapses from 6.30 in the morning till 11.30 in the in the morning. So I used to go, jump there, started swimming, started to feel very strong. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, uh, let's do this. But I thought that I was going to find a wearable. I, you know, first it was Timex back in the day. Mm it was timex right now it's garmin it's santo it's polar but before uh, santo it was polar mm. and it was uh, and it was actually garmin the beginning of garmin not as and i thought that all that technology would have evolved from the years when i was uh, started right. uh, started racing to the moment that 20 yeah
0: right you yeah you would think because so many other things have i mean so many things have progressed i know I mean, look at us right now. <laughs> so many things have progressed in, in just one year. So many things have progressed. But yeah, that's, that's interesting. So I'm, I'm sure as, as, as a creator, as an inventor, as you are, and, 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 and all of the research that you've done in many areas, this must have been like, this, this is how far we've come? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And, and, and something is, I think, was It can't be that where they advance the most is on video games and Wii and all these things. And I was just like, come on, where is the sports technology that we need? Mm. I wanted true calories. I wanted to know my breath rate. I wanted to know my death rate, uh, my heart rate. I wanted to know my oxygen saturation of the blood, everything.
2: Mm. And I
1: didn't find it. And then I did research on the heart rate monitors, Okay, it's a 125-year technology.
2: Mm.
1: And if you truly want to use a heart rate monitor with, uh, with electrodes, you need seven, not four. Mm. You need seven on different parts of your torso. Oh. You need you're full wired and you need to stand still because those are electrical impulses. And yeah. you need to have a gel, a dielectric gel in order to transmit that electric signal to make it effective. So, so the these
0: straps I, are, are <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, mm, no, this is really not accurate information.
1: 80% maximum, wow. ideal conditions.
0: Uh, yeah, and ideal then, conditions.
1: And then you jump into the water, they die. Yeah. They don't work.
0: No, they're, so they're I, waterproof, I, but that means nothing. <laughs> they're they're waterproof but that means that you can get out and get on your bike or go run and and you don't have to like change that's really
1: <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. and then i started to dig a little bit and i said okay i have designed all this medical technology biomedical technology what can i take from this mm-hmm. truly apply it to biomechanics biomedical uh, applications towards what i love
2: mm,
0: that's amazing yeah
1: because my, my option here was you know like um i don't know uh wait for somebody to do it <laughs> because that was my idea i said yeah. okay
0: somebody I will can... do it <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah and, and but then my brain said okay it's been what 15 years 17 years 18 years since i was doing this and i yeah. have. happy a significant significant change
2: right.
1: Why not leverage current technology like a, like a Bluetooth? yeah And you know certain sensors that are very new mm-hmm. that can give you very precise data and if you know how to use them, they will give you high precision. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, if nobody's going to do it, because if nobody did it in the past 15, 20 years, chances are that in the next, in the following three to six months, nobody will do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What are you going to be doing? What are you going to do? And I said, okay. Started like a weekend project and slowly, steadily, from the weekend started to, to extend to the rest of the week. Next thing you know, I have a full fledged, uh, Array on my dinner table everywhere. I'm driving everybody crazy because <laughs> I'm buying all these components and things and assembling and and. You're I'm using- full-fledged
0: scientist. You're like it's on, and and this whole entire space is going to be my. It's going to be my research lab. <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> so uh, and this happened. This accelerated after my divorce because I divorced from uh, from. Um, my first wife, after 11, 12 years, I divorced.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I have a beautiful girl with her that I speak with her every single day,
2: mm-hmm. even though
1: she's not with me at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it kind of became part of my recovery.
2: Yeah. From yeah. that point, it, it was
1: a very contentious um, uh, marriage, to say the least. So, uh, it's something that, uh, it was not healthy for me. It was not healthy for her, it was not healthy for my daughter. So I decided, you know what, let's do it healthily. Yes. And then I took it as my recovery, as, as yeah. my therapy. Yeah, and I totally
0: understand.
1: I, yeah, I know. And you do not know where the, all these uh, routes that you take, where they're going to be taking you. Yeah two years down the road, yeah, two, three, four years down the road, I was almost finishing everything. I had some very bad experience in business. I was not a businessman until now. (laughs) I had a huge learning curve. I had a lot of uh, heartache and heartbreak. But after all this time, I'm, I can tell you right now that uh, at the end of December, we're going to have the first devices. Wow. That's incredible.
0: That is awesome. I I mean, come on, like to have things come full circle. I mean, it's, it's, it's overwhelming because obviously when you're in it, it doesn't ever feel like it's going to come full circle. You know, when you're in the muck and you're dealing with the things that you were you know, confronted with, especially on the business side and and, and a personal side at at the same time. It's a lot. It's a lot to go go through. And so please share with us your your amazing device that is going to be uh, really extremely exciting for many of us, especially beginners who are trying to learn more and how to swim better, how this beautiful product of yours is going to work.
1: Well uh, first of all i one of my first uh, concerns was first i didn't want to use electrodes mm-hmm. electrode free second 100% waterproof recording from the moment that you click the button mm-hmm. until you, uh, you uh, until you finish uh, either a race or your training session either swim or bike or run or the full triathlon even if it's a short one you get uh, the full breadth of uh, of information. Wow. Another part is that it's not as your traditional hard plastic device. This one is what it's called, and I dug into all my experience. It's called a compliant uh, a compliant mechanism. In order to register your breathing, the device expands itself and contracts. So, the body is made out of a a medical grade uh, silicone rubber. So, the moment that you wear it, it conforms to the shape of of your body. And here is another part that I'm very proud about. I I have been thinking, and uh, probably that's because uh, I have very strong women in my family, including my mother. I was wondering why women being so spectacular on their performances in sport, business, etc are not taking into account the same way that men are
2: mm.
1: we all have a brain we all have different capabilities it doesn't matter for, for me it's probably I learned it from a, a from experience mm. for me just like for me, it's very difficult to make a differentiation by gender.
0: Right.
1: The only, the only differentiation that I do by gender, it's precisely because of an anatomy, a physiology. That's right. the only thing.
2: Right.
1: But when it comes into brains, perception, decision-making, for me, that's... Yeah, that's we're, we're, on
0: the same, we're on the same playing field.
1: Yes. And I said, okay they talk about unisex things. unisex, normally, it's the design that they take from male and they make kind of an adaptation towards female. Mm. What we did, or what I did on on that side is, I said, okay, a design that's completely conceived for the uh, female anatomy, but that's adaptable towards uh, towards the male anatomy
0: wow that's a completely different that is not even i don't even think there's anything no i don't think i can't come nothing comes to mind that has been created with a female uh body in mind and then is adaptable for a man i don't nothing i've got nothing that's impressive
1: another part of the of the magic is that we read through calories We do not give you an estimate. Mm -hmm. We use medical formulas. We use um, a mathematical engine. We do not use algorithms. We do not estimate. So, uh, in order to properly read your uh, your metabolic rate, there are two. Female metabolic rate is different than male metabolic rate. Mm They are different intrinsically. Hormones, uh, muscular mass volume, mitochondrial, uh, uh, metabolic rates. So we took a formula and we actually used constant and constants that are for female uh, physiological performance and male uh, physiological performance. So you you have your own uh, profile. And your profile asks you your name, evidently, your height, your weight, your level of activity, your, um, let's say that your, um, your age, because your age mm-hmm. and gender, they give you a full snapshot on where your body more or less is. We have formulas and we have tables inside the software mm-hmm. that will tell you your max heart rate on this age range, if you are trained, is this. Mm -hmm. and it will give you a very precise uh, reading on your performance, how many calories you are truly burning, your respiratory rate, maximum heart rate, minimum heart rate, heart rate variability, which is your critical root, which would be your ideal um, uh, heart rate during competition, for example, if uh, you have, for example, my age, I should be something between 145 and 150 BPMs Mm
2: -hmm.
1: during the race in order to be efficient, not to burn myself, and to actually be able to perform at an adequate level without endangering my health.
0: Correct, yes.
1: And also, there's an alarm there that you can place several alarms saying, uh, when I have consumed, I don't know, 200 calories, uh, it will vibrate. (laughs) And let me know <laughs> oh right
0: now. That's incredible. That. Yes. that is amazing. I, I I mean, it really blows my mind that there's something that is going to be here for us to 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 tap into, uh, because that's unheard of. I mean, we have to sit down and and I mean, part of being a triathlete, from what I learned um, early on, is is the discipline um, you know, taking, taking the time to take care of yourself. Um, but yes. to have, to have little reminders, um, all over, um, is really, really key and really important to making sure that you don't crash. Like you don't, you don't want to burn out. And then just, and when I say crash, I don't mean you don't want to crash. You don't want to crash at all, but you don't want to <laughs> crash energy wise, because if you, if you deplete yourself, um, and, and I, I, came in to triathlon doing running, um, half marathons, run walking, I should say half marathons. And I had no idea about nutrition. I had no idea how important it was to keep track of these things. So to hear you say that this is something that's going to be reading the calories that you're, you're depleting on at that moment is, is really mind blowing and unheard of.
1: There are other two aspects or uh, three aspects. We are reading real-time your body temperature. And we have another formula that it's our creation. Well, this formula is my creation. It's Mm -hmm. a heat stroke prevention alert. Wow. So it keeps an eye on your body temperature, your heart rate, your oxygen saturation of the blood. That's Mm -hmm. super important. And... It actually tells you, uh, it it has kind of a timer inside. If you start to meet certain aspects of high temperature, uh, low oxygen saturation, a very high heart rate, and your respiratory rhythm, accelerates, it triggers a, a kind of a timer. And if you sustain that timer for a couple of minutes, it will start to vibrate really assertively to let you know that you need to stop because you are on the threshold of uh, suffering heat stroke. Oh. This one is pretty much uh, I was thinking about all these uh, Ironman races that take uh, take place in Florida,
2: mm-hmm. Arizona, mm-hmm.
1: in California, yeah, Utah. Mm-hmm. So, it's a way of keeping uh yeah, even
0: I keep- Colorado. I mean, Colorado, we went out there, um we did a a half Ironman, but then um a year prior, my coach and his wife did. Um, well, she did a, a full Ironman, and the heat index. I mean, it was like 107, um, yeah. and it was brutal dry heat. So that that is ideal. I mean, so ideal to have when you're when you're struggling and you're not knowing what's going on or why. Wow, how impressive!
1: Yeah, the thing is with uh, with heat stroke, and it's something that makes it really dangerous. Is that when you have that mentality of an athlete, of a triathlete, you just kind of develop this tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. And you take it on. And you go, 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 go. And the moment that you you do not realize that your mind is starting to go, your judgment starts to go big. Why? Because in your mind, you are one more step, one more stroke, yeah. one more, one more, one more. And you will... You kind of uh, neglect how what your body is telling you because every single cell is telling you stop.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true, especially in mine. But I mean, I, I think that that's awesome because it's uh, last, I think it was not this past summer, it was the summer before. Um, the heat, it gets to 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 be quite overwhelming. And when you're new and you're a beginner, um, or you're coming back after taking a break um, you do you you oh. forget you forget you think you know everything and you just forget uh, to pay attention and many many times I've heard of bike crashes because they get that tunnel vision and they they, they kind of space out a little bit and and it's really dangerous I mean you, you take one second not paying attention and, and you're in a bad bad way a very bad way so this is really exciting technology that you've created oscar I'm, I'm very excited to to have it come into our hands and and get a hold of this so you're saying yeah. that the end of december is going to be uh wow this is right around the corner
1: yeah because the thing is that the pandemic literally slow slowed us down nine months
0: mm, yeah
1: of course mark killed us mm. Completely. I don't know how I navigated with so little money because we got very little money. Yeah. So little money up until now. And having shipped last week all the components to our uh, to our manufacturing partner in California mm. and they just received it and liberated everything and they just received it today precisely. Mm. And it's 21 days. 21 days precisely. Uh, uh, this guy told us, 21 days natural, not just uh, working days. This is a a factory that works day in, day out, because these are processes that cannot stop. Wow. So they go Monday to Sunday, and they have all these very specialized uh, workers cutting the molds and preparing Mm -hmm. everything. So it should be by the 29th or 30th of December. They do not even stop uh, during Christmas, uh, probably they get a big bonus.
0: <laughs> let's make this. Let's get this out. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's so exciting, and 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 it's gonna benefit so many people. Um, so, oh. really-
1: and 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 talking about uh, performance, one thing that I have been noticing because I have been running lately, and that's why I'm telling, I would like to tell people that's retaking it or people that are new, go for it. Go for the new tech, especially in garments. For example, for me, that I, that my knee was suffering, mm. I got myself a compression uh, training uh, training uh, pants. Well, mm. tights. Yes. What a change! And and uh, current footwork to run is insane. It's completely different to what I used to what I used to use twenty years ago.
0: Right. And it, will, and it will, it'll help you so that you don't have uh, an injury. I mean, if, if you can imagine that, that these are, these are extremely important uh, pieces that we need to put in place. W- one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about before, um, you know, before we move on is, is, is the name of, of your product is really important. Uh, tell us about that, please, Oscar.
1: Well, uh, the device itself, uh, more than a device, it became kind of a system. It's called Atalanta. Why Atalanta? Atalanta, uh, if you go into everything that's the Greek Greek pantheon of heroes, Mm -hmm. they're all men. Mm -hmm. You get Ulysses, you get Jason, Mm -hmm. you get Achilles, you get Hector. You get all these guys that are men. And inside that huge list, because it's a huge list, there's only one woman. Only one. That's called Atam. Wow. She was trained by a bear on how to wrestle, how to fight. She was trained by expert hunters, how to hunt with bow and arrow. She was the fastest of all heroes, including men, all of them. Mm. and uh, she was the only one Uh, according to me in Greek mythology centaurs were immortal and nobody could kill them but heroes and no hero killed a centaur until Atlanta Mm. two centaurs tried to rape her tried to to take advantage of her and she Mm. said you know what no she killed them she destroyed them wow yeah, and the second one, the, the, the other part that I found really compelling about her story is that she was the daughter of a king with a, with a goddess.
2: Mm.
1: And when uh, her father wanted her to marry, she, said, uh, she told her father, you know what? Yes, I will marry, but under one condition. The person that's going to marry me must beat me on a foot race. And if they lose, I will chop their heads off. <laughs> <laughs> God, that is so intense. Wow. When I read that, I was just like, Oh my God,
0: we need to name it. This, this is what we need to name this, this item. Of course. It needs to,
1: because it's, it's fierce. It's indomitable. It's yeah. uh, it keeps up with you. Yeah. And, when uh, the, the story is that she actually married one hero, but the hero cheated.
0: Hmm, uh oh. Did she, yeah, do, what did she do?
1: Uh, well, uh, we, by the way, uh, she gave these guys uh half distance uh, advantage. She started,
0: she gave them distance. an advantage, and <laughs> and she still kicked their butt. That's awesome. And cut their, heads off. <laughs> cut their heads off. Oh my God! No, no competition. She's making sure I'm not going to have any competition. You lose. You lose. You're out. <laughs>
1: yes. And and actually, the hero that's uh, reputed to be that it's the hero of uh, of, um, of of horses, Hippomenes. He was the he was able to marry her because he went to Dia. Uh, he went to Aphrodite. And Mm -hmm. he told Aphrodite, you know what? I want to marry this girl. I adore her, but I know that she will beat him. She will beat me. I Mm -hmm. have no doubt about it. So what Aphrodite did, she took, uh, remember Aphrodite's uh, uh, symbol is an apple. Mm -hmm. Took three golden apples and gave them to Hippomenes and told him, she will uh, catch up with you, but these ones are irresistible. Every time that Atalanta starts to come close to you and it's going to overtake you, throw one apple and she will be completely irresistibly attracted to that apple and she Mm. will go and pick it up. So he did it three times. The third time it was so close, he almost lost. At the end of the day, they got married and well uh, the long story short they they kind of desecrated Zeus's uh, temple <laughs> and they were converted into lions
0: <laughs> oh my gosh but i i think it's so impressive that you you named you know this um your invention basically after after this after her um when you had told yeah. me about this when we had talked um i did go back and talk to my daughter about it because she is and always has been um, really mesmerized by Greek mythology. And she looked at me and she said, "Of course, Mom, I knew that. Didn't you know that?" <laughs> I was like, "Of course, I knew that. I was just making sure you knew that." Um, so, you know, I think I, I think that it's really remarkable when something um, with so much meaning behind it, and then the name is there too. And and Oscar, your your story is a remarkable one. I don't think it's Thank anywhere you. any I don't think it's anywhere near being completed yet I think we're just at the beginning um, and so now you're back training a little bit here and there as the winter what is it what's it what's it what's the weather like there what's going on up there
1: well right now it's uh, minus let me just make a quick conversion for you because we are at minus eight uh, centigrade so right now we can say that um, Let's convert minus eight centigrade to Fahrenheit,
0: oh, and perfect. we're let's,
1: we're 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 gonna go even lower than that.
0: Oh, it's nice two degrees. That is, that's fabulous. That's just a nice nice winter evening. But it's not winter yet. You still have a week to go before it actually <laughs> is winter, right?
1: January, February, we go uh, crazy. We so, will go. We see. So right now we are at a nice okay, it's computing seventeen point six degrees Fahrenheit,
0: okay, okay. well, you know that's that's the teens. That's still doable. You can still manage to get you know from 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 door to door to 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 the car to the inside. <laughs> very no quickly. Way. And we get, we reach
1: temperatures of minus 25 uh, Fahrenheit.
0: Oh my gosh. That takes some serious dedication to get up and exercise.
1: Well, uh, as a matter of fact, I I got myself, I geared myself. We have, uh, here in Canada, we have what it's called um, uh, winter training uh, shoes. uh, That are tennis shoes that are specialized uh, for running in the snow. Mm. So... Uh, my limit is, uh, minus, uh, 15 centigrade minus 20 centigrade. That must be minus, uh, four, minus five uh, Fahrenheit.
0: Wow. that's so my you're, So you're going out and you're running your, your special running snowshoes. Oh my gosh. Yep. That is just such a, that's just such a whole nother level of, I, when I was talking to, um, um, uh, Joe Howdyshell from from Colorado. He was talking to me about schemo. and I have some friends up in Connecticut who are also very into schemo. I tried it once. I thought it was extremely fun. Um, are you familiar with that? Are people doing schemo up there? I mean, ha, have you heard of that sport?
1: No, no, not really. I, I, I must confess, I am not uh, familiar. Oh, we're with...
0: definitely we're definitely going to talk about that. Then I'll. I'll I'll, we'll we'll have a, a conversation another time for it but it's really impressive okay. it's it's basically it's not cross-country skiing but you're you have skins on the bottom of your skis so that you can climb up oh. Oh,
1: oh oh, it's a uh, racketing they call it a uh, here in canada they call it racketing
0: ah I, I, it's really impressive yeah the-
1: they're huge. You put them on your on. No, your no, spot. no.
0: They're skis. They're skis. I'm telling you, they're skis. You put, a, yeah, you put a skin on the bottom of your ski and you are going up. You're basically why wa- I was walking very slowly up the mountain, but um, you go up, up the side of the mountain and then you take the skins off there. It's like a, a, an adhesive, a rubber adhesive that um, Mm -hmm. you pull them off you put them in your pocket you inside of your jacket so that you can ski down so you don't you don't need i mean canada is very different than the the hills probably that i would say not mountains that i was doing there in connecticut (laughs) but um but it's really remarkable and because a lot of uh chairlifts and 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 things are being limited right now um it's kind of a smart thing to do uh If you if you know what you're doing, you have to know what you're doing in order to do it. But um, it's really good. uh, It's really good cardio, and 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 climbing uh, up, you know, any kind of vertical. um, It's really really fun. But I can't imagine putting some snowshoes, running in that kind of degree, those degrees. Well, I I I do have my
1: uh, my roots. I uh, the only thing that I that I find uh, useful about certain applications that let you plan your route mm. is that i plan my routes and i use it for that yeah to go around my route to measure my distance to re- measure my cadence every time that i finish i stop going to the uh, to the pool because right now it's ridiculous uh, all the restrictions and uh, the cases yeah. So I kept away myself from the pool because normally I go to a pool that's about a couple of blocks away from where I live. I'm privileged on that side. Mm-hmm. So every time that I finished uh, finish because I stopped swimming in September, I completely said no, no yeah. more. That I came out, I was just thinking if I would have the device right now, I would be able to know uh, how many calories, my nutrition, my heart rate, my HRV, when to stop, uh, when I take a couple of days, keep on measuring myself until my heart rate, uh, variability already, stabilizes again, and then I retake it again. Because something that happens, I, I, and it's something that I've noticed, I don't know if you suffer this, but for me, it's if I overtrain, mm-hmm. it comes to a one or two days in which I start to crash.
0: Yeah.
1: Start to crash. Mm-hmm. And I crash real hard.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just like, okay.
0: And then it takes that much energy in order to, to get up. Because if, if you take too much time off, then for me, it's then I take too much time in between off. That's where the, the downfall happens. But but yeah, if, if you're going too hard for too, you know, amount of time, too long.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's why Atalanta comes and tells you, if you don't stop, you're going to chop your head off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're going to feel it. So pay attention. Oh my. So we can, we can find you. Um, and, and, and you gave, I'm going to put all your information in the notes of the show. Um, but it's a body m three clinics. And, um, that's where we can follow you. Correct. For to see when yes. Atlantis is coming. I'm very excited to see her, to meet her and to put her to use. Um, and Oscar, thank you so much. Is there any, um, additional advice that you have for anybody who's a beginner or thinking of coming back into the sport?
1: For me, a be- for a beginner, don't be afraid. Embrace it. You're going to be welcomed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You are going to be welcomed. So true. The tri, the tri community is a community that's embracing it's not exclusive. It's not like you're coming into a club and you need and you need to earn your wings. No, here people help you earn your wings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Here people pull you up, and it's something that I love about triathlon. Happiness. Yeah, it's so true. And it's it's a community. More than a it's a, it's a sport, but it's also a community. Everybody supports everybody. And you can see it on on, on all these publications, WTS, UTI, uh, Ironman, uh, Duathlon, North, uh, Challenge. Everybody knows everybody. Mm -hmm. And everybody supports everybody. And they know if you're sincere or not.
0: They know it. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. I have to agree with you on that. That's very true.
1: And they pull you up. They pull you up. Get involved. If you're, if you're coming new, don't be afraid, be happy. Mm. It's a community that it's going to be for life. I couldn't stay away myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you tried, look, and then it came and it came and followed you into your workspace It said, no, I'm going to come all the way in and you're going to create this amazing thing for people so that even if you can't go and get out and do the sport in which you love, you're gonna be part of it through other people. I think that's really remarkable, Oscar.
1: For me, it's giving, and that's uh, pretty much uh, what I learned about the uh, triathlon. It's giving,
2: mm-hmm.
1: giving, giving. You're gonna be giving, and it's something that, my point of view, you do not regret it. And when you're coming back, be patient.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Be patient. Why? Because as uh, as As it happened to me, my legs are not the same that they were when I was 21, 22. Yeah. No. And I came in so strong at the beginning that I got so tired. But it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, build it gradually. Yeah. Listen to your body. One step after the other, and then suddenly, next thing you know, you're going to be... Taking such a beautiful, steady step, such a rhythm that probably you're not aiming at getting the big prize, but you are getting the biggest prize, mm-hmm. finishing that race yeah. and being with that community so the moment the moment that you cross that finish line, you cross it with a big smile because it's your self achievement and it's something that I love. Uh, on top from, of other sports, isn't it? It's not a sport that it's in your face, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not a sport in which uh, you get a superstar that's in your face and they tell you, you know, I'm the best. No, no, no. They they, they recognize that same struggle mm-hmm. that they have on others. They recognize your struggle in their struggle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, and it's, it's beautiful- so true. It's so true. I I, I want to add to what you're saying because this past. Um, Well, in October there was a uh an event that was they were able to put it on by Ed Summers Summers events. Um and they have this race every every year, the Great Floridian. And um our team, our club, the Miami Tri Club was the first time that we were gonna go as a as a group to do this because every other race was canceled. And um I I I was there (laughs) and I racked my bike. Um, I switched last minute to a duathlon, which uh I had never done before and I was wishing that I went for the swim because wow that was a lot of running. Um but anyway I racked my bike and all of a sudden I see like officials coming over and just a whole lot of movement and it was um the pro athletes were setting up their bikes and I I, I got really nervous because I was like okay I don't know why I don't want to be in this I don't want to be here. Oh my gosh. Like, I hope I get it. Anyway, normally they're, you know, going in, uh, everyone is just focused and not looking up. And, um, this day was completely different. Everybody was, uh, being smart, wearing their masks, um, keeping distance, but looking into each other's eyes and, and with smiles and Mm -hmm. so grateful just to be there that day. And even out on the bike, which you know, I think I said this in the last segment was my one loop to their two, three loops, um they would go by and they're like, "Great job, you're doing awesome, and you're thinking to yourself, me like and it was just so inclusive and, and um it doesn't matter what level you're at, it doesn't matter what pace you're at. it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. and no. that only matters to you really and and yeah and what you're trying to achieve. But when you're out there, um, the volunteers that were there, people that were working that needed to work. I mean, it was just so harmonious. Uh, it was a great feeling to see everyone and look in each other's eyes and, and, um, and know that we were all in it together. Really, was a real remarkable thing to be part of, so.
1: One thing, I would like to give a shout out to Challenge, uh, to the Challenge family. And to the PTO, especially the PTO. Why? Because it's the first organization worldwide that, has given, that is giving away prizes on the same level for men and women. And every single athlete is being paid. Probably you're not gonna be making huge uh, prize, uh, wins, but you're making sure that your sport is perpetuated because everybody's motivated to, uh, to go out. And give it all.
0: Yeah, that was very remarkable. What just yeah you're talking about Daytona this past weekend. Yeah. Um, it's been a, talked about a lot here. We did have some some people from the community here that were going there and taking part. And um, first of all, it's amazing to be on a racetrack, right? That that must have been incredible. I hear that they're going to be trying to, or they're going to be doing one hopefully here in March in the Miami Speedway down here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but really for them to, to put that in place, um, these athletes are, are doing everything uh, that they can, um, yeah. putting hours and hours into their sport and, and to the community, uh, raising, getting us to, to, to inspiring us to buy all the, all the wonderful fancy things, you know, that help us to go faster, but really they are doing that. They are the ones who are promoting all of these wonderful things and to finally see that that they came forward pto came forward and challenge came forward to offer them this that is that is exciting to see that is very exciting to see and equal like you were saying
1: maternity leave
0: yeah maternity. that's that's a huge it's a win that's a huge win and that's something that that tell me about that what you're saying that i and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing part of it
1: i was saying that i it's really something that i believe it's going to be start to change the sports world when the pto offers the same price money for men and women
2: right. exactly
1: the, yeah. they give them the same level and to women they get maternity leave because
0: now they don't they don't oh wow it's the first sports
1: organization in the world wow
0: wow wow and And i can tell you as a mom of three that's something that's really really important (laughs) it is so important it is it is i mean i yes it's a very important. I, I hope that that's something that they they're they're in the works of making happen because I don't know how physically a human being is going to be able to to work at that level professionally after having a child. No.
1: exactly. No. exactly. They, they need it. They need yeah. it because that that's their livelihood, yeah, they require it. Yeah. It's. Uh, they cannot triathlon it's demanding it's it's a very demanding lover I mm-hmm. can tell it yeah because despite uh, I wake up at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> prepare I gear myself yes for my run return do a little bit of uh, of of power lifting of of weight lifting in order to keep myself strong right take my power a lot of breakfast a huge breakfast <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of
1: planning. Yeah. Work, 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 work. Yeah. Sometimes, like uh, past, uh, the past couple of weeks, I have been finishing my day at 1 o'clock in the morning, two, uh, three days ago at 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, on the phone with uh, uh, with, with customs and everything. So it's... Very demanding. Very demanding. And that people that make their living out mm-hmm. of triathlon that give it all and they put everything on the line so that we can actually enjoy somebody that's really talented performing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just invaluable. They require that support. Yes, they, they do. It.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Oscar, for your time tonight. And um, well, we look forward to, to following you on your venture and of, of your beautiful invention that I can't wait to meet, Atlantis. And um, uh, Atlanta, I'm sorry, I'm saying Atlantis, it's no Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> but thank you so much for tonight. It was great to finally meet you face-to-face here on Zoom. And um, I look forward to, to talking to you again very, very soon. Have a great night.
1: No worries. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for, uh, for the pleasure and the honor of uh, being interviewed by you. It's a, I love your interviews. Uh, I, I am really recognized that uh, that I was able to be featured by you, and I I am I am so excited on sharing Atlanta at the end of this month, beginning of January. Angela is going to start to race with it uh, uh, and train with it uh, from the beginning of of January. So we're super excited. Uh, we certainly hope that we are going to be meeting and surpass uh, surpassing your expectations, and whomever wants to. Uh, it, who decides to entrust their, uh, their business with us. It's a, it, it's a labor of love.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Angela is Angela Neath is a, is an amazing athlete. Um, she is someone who I remember in the very beginning of getting into triathlon, looking at and seeing her rawness, um, her, her openness and revealing the truth of, of the hard effort and hard work day in and day out. Um, and, uh, that's so exciting to see that she's going to be, uh, the face of your, of your beautiful Atlanta. And, and she is definitely going to come back with some amazing numbers for you because, oh my gosh, she is a force to be reckoned with. So, uh, thank you so much again, Oscar, and have a wonderful night. Stay warm up there.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having me. A uh, pleasure making your acquaintance and, and meeting you in person, Caroline.
0: Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Why We Try podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. We sure to appreciate it.
2: Until next time.